finishing. Perfect. We're going to in a minute. All right, fuck. Welcome. For the love of God, welcome to the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number 88. Nearly to that big nine zero. Uh, I am your usual host, that's, Jared. That's double, that's double 44, and the, the Japanese think four is a bad luck number, so 44 is an especially bad luck number. That's true, so, and what is four plus four? Eight. Eight. And how many eights are in 88? Two. And what do you get if you add one to two? You get three. Aren't there 11 eights in 88? And we're here today to exclusively announce Portal 3. With me to announce Portal 3 is Mr. J. Joseph Jr., Yo, what up, what up, home slices, yo. There you go, definitely, you can, as you can tell, uh, reporting from Harlem. Uh, and then we have Mr. Doug Wilson. My knees hurt. <laughs> but it just... Fair enough. And Mr. Michael Mahoney. A very good evening to all of our home slices. Who is surprisingly chipper, considering that he made Shut up. good... Oh, thank you. Considering that he made good on the promise that he gave us all last week on the podcast, and I'm going to let him lead with it because I'm sure we're all very excited to hear uh, how he enjoyed the movie Pixels. And before we jump into it too much, I want to just comment that I love that it it really feels like you made an evening out of this um, by not only seeing the movie Pixels, but also eating at at the restaurant Winger's. So that With you could have wings so, on. So to really what? just to really just like it's like a themed evening sort of. What's what's wingers? Do they not have wingers in New York? No, we don't have wingers. I, I mean, I know you guys have like some kind of artisanal craft wing, but they probably have some kind of fusion cuisine where they put it in a burrito or something. I mean, we we have a Hooters and we have a wild buffalo wings, so we're not that classy, but we don't it's have. It's kind of like buffalo wild wings. It's like it's bit. like buffalo wild wings, except they only have one wing flavor, and it's. It's good. It's a tasty wing, I think. And it will probably go out of business. But they can't... Yeah, I feel like wingers is like a shitty Utah thing. No, no. Well, it's in the area. Oh, I think they're nationwide, at least. Utah, Idaho, Oregon, Nevada, and Wyoming. Oh, you're looking. Yes. Really? So it's just the Midwest that has yep. to have that. Okay, well, anyway, it's it's a so great... What, what, what god did you guys anger? It's a great restaurant <laughs> to kick off. Like, the only thing that could have been better is if you found an Applebee's that was that was open... Uh, that you right. could have gone to. I mean, we wanted, we just wanted Michael to see the movie. We didn't want him to try and kill himself. Well, well all right, so has, has pr- half-priced apps. After 9 o'clock, I think. So, so tell us about your delightful evening. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's why I ended up at Wingers. It's the weekend. I'm supposed to go see this movie. I reach out to all of my friends and ask them if, that, that, if they have drugs that I can buy. <laughs> I reach out to my guy, who I think probably has some, and he's like, no, man, I don't have anything. So, okay, fine. That just means I got to get drunk before I go. Now, the thing about Utah is I can't get a beer unless I order food. And I go to... I go to that's, a, that's an actual thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a rule. If you go to... Unless they have a bar license, uh, you, you can't purchase alcohol without buying food. And in fact, they'll get really mad at you because I've done that before. I've gone into like a restaurant and gotten a drink and then been like, okay, see you later. And they're like, oh, hold up, mister. And like your your best case scenario is that they'll just like charge you for a basket of toast and then let you leave. But your worst case scenario is that they'll make you order something off the menu and like watch you eat it. <laughs> that's why you just eat mozzarella sticks because they're good. Everywhere what? has mozzarella sticks. That's that's true. That's a helpful Utah tip from Doug. You know what Wingers delicious. doesn't have? I do they have mozzarella sticks? I'm not sure. See, hold on, let me check on that, because I, I don't want to disper- besmirch them for anything they didn't do. Do they still give you... So when you go into Wingers, it's this shitty, like, subway car, the, like, a, like a derailed subway. And, yeah, it's super depressing. And you go in, and they sit you at your table, and the first thing they bring you is a bowl of popcorn. I got my popcorn. Like stale popcorn out of a movie theater machine. Mm-hmm. All right, so classic Wingers. All right, so I go in there... So it sounds like... It sounds like someplace out of the wasteland. Actually, if, <laughs> if if you just made it, if you just broke a couple windows, I could totally see like going into a wingers and Fallout. Yeah, exactly. Everybody would be having a great it. time. It would make perfect sense. So, in fact, actually, just a little, just a little extra slice of good things that happened to me. I went into the wingers, 
and they've got posters up for all of their craft beers. And I figure this place looks like shit. Obviously, it's not going to have good beer. But I say, like, hey, give me your uh, Hefeweizen. And the waiter is like, I'm sorry, we stopped having craft beer. You can have a Budweiser. Is that really what your option was? I can have a Budweiser, a Bud Light, a Coors, or a Shock Top. Really? Okay, all those, all those sound like they go perfect with Adam Sandler. I mean... Coors yeah. is a great beer. Why are you why are you dissing on Coors? Yeah, and so I mean, in the spirit of the evening, I'm hoping that is what you ordered was a Coors. Uh, uh, I had a Shock Top, and I knew they weren't good, but I don't remember them being that shitty. I mean, it, it probably wasn't a Shock Top, but, but, it, was, but it sounds like it sounds like <laughs> you went with one that was like going to be the least bad when really it should have been a Coors. Well, after I got that, I decided, well, fuck it, it doesn't matter. Just start giving me Budweisers. So. <laughs> I drank That's four it. of those, waiting Bud for Weis- the start. <laughs> Budweiser's and Adam Sandler. Nothing more American. I mean, it. yeah, it matches, right? All right, so even you... Though, even though Adam Sandler movies no longer make money in America. So you eat, you eat your delectable burger, you, uh, you drink your sweet, sweet uh, poison, and then, and then what happens? All right, so then I go to the theater. And it's 6.30 on a Monday, so... You know, take this with a grain of salt, but I am the only person in the whole theater. <laughs> no, no, that nobody makes me else proud was... of America, actually. Yeah, <laughs> they Pic- rejected this movie. Pixels didn't do very good. It, it had a pretty large budget, too, and uh, it didn't have a great opening weekend. I think it'll make its money back. I find it hard to imagine a scenario where it doesn't. Um, but it made, what, like uh, $5.4 million. It's behind, like... Mission Impossible, Fantastic Four, The Gift, Vacation, Ant-Man, Minions, Ricky and the Flash, which I don't even know what the fuck that is, and uh, Trainwreck. So it is almost at the bottom of the box office. I'm looking at my notes from the first like half of the movie because I took notes because there was nobody in the theater. Right. (laughs) I I was too fucking... I don't know what the fuck most of these mean. Goosebumps are awful. Ooh, yeah, that's right. I was waiting for a theater shooter to come kill me. That joke is good, but it made me feel so bad for laughing at it. Well, is you know it too what? soon? You're not even the monster, Jared. It's always going to be too soon because that's just what we do in America now. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's ever a time where we're going to be able to tell that joke again. Well, I only told, have to tell it once. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so the movie Pixels is a story about Adam Sandler, Tyrion Lannister, and Newman from Seinfeld. And they're all a bunch of fucking video game nerds. <laughs> Newman from Seinfeld. <laughs> he really is. Are you, are you referring to Josh Gad? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know, man. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you should refer to him as Mike, because he looks like Mike. Not you, Michael. <laughs> okay, thank you. Oh, shit. All right, anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. All right, so they're all a bunch of fucking video game nerds in the 80s, and they have a video game competition, and Tyrion fucking cheats and beats Adam Sandler. Uh, fuck you, Terry. What do you expect from a fucking midget? Well, you know, here's... I do kind of feel like it's a little, uh... It's a little inappropriate to have the midget be the cheater. You know, they prefer little person. Hmm? Well, fucking dwarf-ass motherfucker. Yeah, that's great. Anyhow, so this video game competition, NASA takes a video of it and shoots it into space. And why? Alien, hmm? well, why, does, no. why does NASA want a video of that? I don't know. Well, we've, I think that's like an actual thing that we've done historically, right? It's like shot off a time capsule with, with, a, capsule with, examples, with examples of popular culture. Um, and but I, well, why, that, why that particular tournament? I don't know, because Dan Aykroyd was hosting it. <laughs> God, poor, poor Dan Aykroyd, like one of the greatest comedy actors who's still alive and not crazy. What? He is the I most know, insane person. Are you like- Dan, Dan Aykroyd is fucking nuts. Yeah, he's he he uh, he a believes in aliens uh, and <laughs> and he believes that the aliens. The only reason why they have not contacted us is because of 9-11. Really? That, I mean, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that's all. That is all 100 huh. percent true. He has gone. Yeah, he but- has gone on like national TV and said this. He is he is balls out insane. And the fact that he was included in any movie is really a miracle in, in and of itself. Well, Not only that, but the, the fuck. I guess you, he fits right in. You think he's still like a good actor because he hasn't really been in anything good for years. <laughs> That's the smart thing to do when you stop being a good actor. Uh, the last thing he was in was Tammy. Oh yeah, 
Sounds that was like a cameo, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cameo in this one, too. But I just felt bad seeing the man who played one of the Ghostbusters in a movie that was going to be so awful. Well, with any luck, we'll be seeing him again in a cameo in the next Ghostbusters film. In the all-female Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 3. I just got my period. <laughs> By the way, if you're not aware, uh, Ghostbusters 2016 is going to star Kristen Wiig. Melissa McCarthy. She's the fat one. Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones. She's the black one. So we could, I could talk about that, too. But anyway, continue. All right. So they shoot this fucking stupid video game into space and aliens intercept it and take it as like a challenge. Like America or the world has declared war on the aliens. What, what, what year did they do? They shoot this video into space like 1982. So the aliens found it in two decades uh closer to it escaped it escaped it escaped our solar system in two decades well if it takes 10 years to get to the aliens and then the aliens take 10 years to get to us but the way the space time works is the the time capsule using like faster than light travel or something jay is right so apparently the aliens are maybe out somewhere by like mars oh okay so there is an explanation no i don't i don't i don't know that's just what we have would have to infer using science oh okay anyhow we're (laughs) we're getting away from the point and all right here's the thing like I consider Adam Sandler... I, I don't know that we're getting away from the point, because so far, the only thing we've mentioned are, like, gigantic plot holes that should be easily solvable. It's, it's a comedy movie. You can, you can account for plot holes, but there are some things that you can't account for. So, as I was like, saying, Adam Sandler, <laughs> I think, is one of the biggest tragedies of, like, our time, because he used to make movies that I really cared about. Like, I watched Happy Gilmore the other day. It's still funny. It is still funny to watch him punch a guy and, like, stab him with a beer bottle. That's great. And now... It's so sad. He's like a he's like John Belushi. He is a living monument to how sad it is when good actors die young. That he's still alive. <laughs> right? And shitting out tragedy after tragedy. I mean, do you really think if John Belushi was still around, he'd be making like great movies? John John Belushi is still around. It's Jim Belushi who died. Oh wait. Right? No. No, if, John Belushi's they're both dead, aren't they? No, they're both <laughs> well, one so. of them's alive. Wait, oh no, One John is very much dead. John Ritter's dead. <laughs> well, nobody gives a shit about John Ritter. I don't talented know. Belushi is dead. Okay, yes. so it's yeah, John Belushi's dead. Jim Belushi's alive. Uh, my mistake. Okay. Yeah, but for how long? Uh, appa- apparently forever. Because anyway. you don't you don't die when people like want you to make more movies. So anyway, I don't want you to make more movies. The aliens come and then what? And then fucking it's like centipedes attack the Earth, like centipede the game or. Uh, fucking Galaga the game. Galaga the game? <laughs> no, no. Oh. That would be funny. Just Galaga. I might go watch them. So I'm, I'm, I'm mistakenly improving the movie. Yes. So well, that's pretty yeah. sad. Right. <laughs> All right. So Adam Sandler's big fat childhood friend. Wait, um, hold on. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm very confused. Why do the aliens take this as a challenge? Oh, fucking who knows? They don't explain <laughs> that. They never, they never <laughs> show like they the fucking aliens. Anything. I mean, it sounds like so far I'm, I'm, I'm like reconstructing this movie in my head and it sounds like the script didn't bother. It sounds like things just happened and they didn't bother to apply any logic whatsoever to anything. No, of course not. They don't, I, I don't actually think, show the actual they, aliens. No, you never think, see any fucking aliens. They, well, they know, turn themselves stupid. into like Hubert and Pac-Man. I, I don't think I don't think that, you know, just saying it's a comedy allows it to abandon logic. I think that's just lazy. Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's really fucking lazy. Well, every everyone else was under the impression this movie wasn't lazy at all. So, I'm glad that I'm glad that we were able to come to a different conclusion. I, I'm just I'm just saying, like you you look at you look at I, I, we mentioned Ghostbusters earlier. You look at Ghostbusters; they come up with like the most wild, um, uh, psychobabble, imaginary science possible. But they do explain everything. You know, it's like, oh yeah, this happens because the ectoplasm reacts to our negative emotions, and we can't let that happen. And all this kind of stuff, and it makes sense, and all fits in perfectly. And yeah, it sounds like that's, that's because Ghostbusters is a good movie. <laughs> it's got jokes and laughter and fun. <laughs> this is a bad movie. This is a very bad movie. It is. <laughs> it is so bad. I don't want to watch Game of Thrones anymore because the monster who plays Tyrion is in it. <laughs> so let's 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 take a let's take a brief brief tangent here um why do people think the game of thrones cast is actively destroying their careers outside of game of thrones or who else, who else do you have in mind um D- daenerys targaryen 
Oh, in uh, Terminator Genesis? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 a hard one, because I, I probably, you know, if you came to me and you're like, hey, you know Terminator? We're going to make another one, and you can be Sarah Connor. Like, the Terminators that have Sarah Connor in them are okay Terminators. It's the Terminators that don't have her that are bad, so, hmm. Maybe she should have read the script first. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she should have said, like, wait a minute. Isn't this the ninth Terminator movie? There's no way it's going to be good. I'm out. I mean, I guess she could have also just been like, you know what? I have plenty of money. See ya. Did you know? Did you guys know that there was a sequel to uh, 300? Uh, yeah, yeah, with Eva Green. Yeah, you know, you know, Lena Hades in that one. Oh, is she? Yeah. I saw the last ten minutes of that, and boy, that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What's what else? Uh, Hedy was also. Macy, Macy Williams is doing like a ton of straight to DVD movies. Um, I, I don't know. I guess Sansa Stark is up in the air. X-Men 3 could be good. Yeah, with X-Men's track record, I doubt it. <laughs> so, so they had my one question, good movie, and now the rest, the next two are going to be shit. My question stands. Why is it that uh, the Game of Thrones cast wants to make sure they don't have careers after Game of Thrones is over? Oh, wait. Lena Headey was in the first 300 also. She was? Yeah, she's uh, the disapproving wife, I think. Oh, yeah, she's okay. the, she's the queen. Big the, surprise. She's she's the one who's like, yeah, kick him down the hole. Like he looks at her and he's like, can I kick him down the hole? And she's like, yes. Well, that's why they cast her as something else in the second one because no one remembers her being in the first one. Now she's still I, she's I, still I, I Queen Gorgo. I, she was she was actually Sir Connor as well. Oh yeah, shit, she was in the hit TV show that lasted multiple seasons and is still on right now. <laughs> oh wait, no, that didn't happen. I heard I heard good things about it, but either way, let's move let's move back to pixels because I feel like I feel like the plot has to be leaving Michael just as we talk. I mean, fuck, man, I really don't know. Like, it was you're in shock right so, now, so, Michael. So you took us, so Michael, you took us through the entire first act. So now it sounds like there's a second okay. act for you. Oh yeah, yeah, all right. So Adam Sandler is a big fucking failure in life. Big surprise there. Is this in the movie? Yes. So he plays it really well. He's method acting. It's, it's character acting. There you go. He's he's a loser, and then he meets his hot chick, and then his friend, the president of the United States, calls him in to help him. I'm, I'm sorry, his friend, <laughs> the president. Yes, Kevin James is the president of the United States. Ah, that's believable. <laughs> what? I don't think I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> and then not fat people be the president. I don't, I don't yeah. think it was about that. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't why wouldn't Paul Blart be the president? He's more I like a king of queens, Blart. Kevin James, in this one. <laughs> All right, so he so the president calls him, and then what? The president calls him, and he's like, "Hey, we just got attacked by Galaga." And then it turns out that hot chick is like the chief of DARPA. Of course, she is right. Makes All perfect hot sense. Are the are the chiefs of DARPA? Yeah, all hot chicks have real jobs and qualifications and skills. What? Let me let me ask this: What happened to Rob Schneider? Do you think? Kevin James ate him. <laughs> Does he have a cameo in this? No, I. This, this actually makes me wonder about something else. Like, how disloyal is Adam Sandler that he can't give a free, you know, hundred thousand dollars for a cameo from Rob Schneider? Maybe Rob <laughs> Schneider slept with his wife. <laughs> you can't trust those Schneiders. All right. Here's the thing. Like I said, Adam Sandler used to be a good comedian because we were always laughing. He was always making fun of himself. But like to. To paraphrase from The Simpsons, the pie-in-the-face gag only works when the schlub you're doing it to has dignity. Now, right. making fun of Adam Sandler, it's, it's not even a joke. It's like kicking a homeless person. I mean, that's actually kind of funny. I mean, that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so sad because Adam Sandler is in charge, so he gets to make himself be the good guy. And ha, ha, just, have you seen, like, any of the interviews around Pixels? No, of course not. Adam Sandler. Like, it took all of my willpower swear, to see the movie itself. I swear, I, I feel like Adam Sandler is kind of like hating life more and more. Good. Every time he I deserves see him, he's to hate his life. He's, 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 he's getting to be like an ornery old man, right? And he looks massively unhappy with everything. It's like he's like, you know, I need another extra million dollars to put down on my mortgage, so I'm just going to shit out another crappy movie, and I probably don't like acting anymore. In fact, I think he pretty much says in Pixels, like, look, I can't do acting forever, so. I, I'm getting pretty bored you don't of making say. movies. He's, he, 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 like, I think he literally says, like, I'm getting bored of making movies, or, you know, and then we get a funny For promise. For the love of like, uh, God, stop. 
<laughs> I don't. Actually, yeah, I, I don't understand because like he's in charge of everything, right? But it seems it seems like he's being dragged in um, to work with like a ball and chain. You know, actually, that's in the movie. He plays this really sad, depressed guy. I just thought it was his character. Maybe he's just really sad and depressed. Maybe the movie studio has something on him, and so they just keep <laughs> making him pump out movies. And this is his way to fight back by just making them as bad as possible. <laughs> Maybe he's a saint. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He's, he's the saint. After that, I, I don't know, man. There's, like, there's just nothing to talk about. It's shitty. <laughs> I mean, what happens? Like, I guess it's just action sequences from there? Pretty much. Okay, so they learn that they can... F- so the aliens, they have a weapon that turns everything into pixels, like people, buildings, just turns them in, basically turns them into blocks, but they're all glowy, so they're pixels. Get it? And does this kill them? Mm, eh, no, it like beams them up into the mothership. They they kidnap a black guy first, and then an Indian. And... Oh, thank God! There's a black guy. There's a couple of black guys. Okay, thank thank you, Adam Sandler. I, actually, you know what? I think there's actually just the one. So they they learn they can fight the pixel monsters using these like high powered laser beams. And the way they do that, so like in the next in the next scene, it's centipede, and they've got the centipede coming down from space. So Adam Sandler has to shoot it with a fucking ray gun. And that's that's pretty much it. Like he's just really good at it because he's an old video game nerd. Right. Okay. I, I mean, sure. All right. So they they defeat that, and then the aliens. So the aliens communicate by sending like videos from the 1980s because that's when they got all the footage from. So they got like Ronald Reagan issuing them challenges and Madonna and shit. So they they send the next one to New York, and it's Pac Man. And Jay, I have to correct you. They did not get the actual Pac-Man guy. They got some other Japanese guy to be the Pac-Man guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I wrote in my article he had, he got, had a cameo, and then, but it's, it's not him. No, I almost thought that was cool. Although I feel like the Pac-Man guy really, if he, if he voluntarily was a part of this, he's a bad guy. Let me, let me ask this. Um, the guy who plays the Pac-Man guy, mm-hmm. how quickly does he die? He doesn't. Okay, so there's this... The scene they they get little mini Coopers with a lot of a lot of brand advertising that they're supposed to be ghosts. They've got like a, a force field that can you know eat Pac-Man, and they got uh, the Pac-Man guy driving one. And when they run into Pac-Man, he's like, "This is not the Pac-Man." Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. Uh, it's, 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 it's like, this it's is like, a fucking dead-on like, impersonation. Don't 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 you judge so, me. Yeah, we're judging we're judging Adam Sandler and Adam right. Madison because he's like he's this the is not the Pac-Man. Pac-Man is good. I will reason with Pac. Okay, that, that was getting a little bad, but so he's like go he like leaves his car and like goes to reason with Pac-Man, and I figure out the joke they're gonna do, and I think it's funny in my mind, but when it actually happens and Pac-Man eats his hand, it's not fucking funny. But, but why? Why doesn't it work? <laughs> I don't know because everything this movie does is shit. Because he because he protected it. If you protect the joke and they and they execute the joke, it's not funny. Well, one Pac-Man doesn't kill him. I think that'd be funnier. He just bites his hand off. Yeah, he should have he should have eaten all of him. Right. So anyhow, they they drive around and they beat Pac-Man. But uh, Tyrion's character, he's like driving around faster than everybody, and nobody understands why. It turns out he's cheating. And how, how does he? Wait, I don't understand. He's uh, he, he's driving faster than everyone because he cheated. Yeah. Fuck it. They didn't like, say he used cheat codes, which he, is funny because I don't wait. think there's a cheat code for my car. He, do, they all, he, do they all have the same car? Yeah, they all have Mini Coopers. They, they all have the exact same car and just different colors. Code. Yeah, for he used a cheat code in his car to. So. So he has. I'm so, sorry, but do you I, do you see him cheating? No. They just they never explain they just, it. He just shows up somewhere. They just say he cheated. Okay. Well, the aliens figure out that he cheated, so they decide instead of like doing their gay little challenge, they're just going to destroy the Earth. And so they send like every. This doesn't make any fucking sense. You don't say. <laughs> so I, I have a question. Yes, please go right ahead. At any point, any point at all, is there something that's funny? Not not like laugh out loud funny. Even that that manages to get a smirk on your face. Yes, okay, so I, I was actually looking, I, I made sure to write this down when it happened. So every time they beat the aliens, they get a trophy. So like when, when the aliens kidnap the black guy, he's a trophy. Well, why, is that, why is that a trophy? 
Uh, I don't know. Because I, I think they killed everybody else, but they took the black because guy. Black Lives told. Matter. Uh, I guess so. Wait, who is the black guy? Is it... Is it... Uh, Don Cheadle. Is it no Don way. Cheadle for real? I fucking don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are only three black guys. One's Don Cheadle. You're lucky I pulled a name out of my hat that happened to be a black guy. Oh, it was Jay. (laughs) (laughs) It's Don Cheadle, it's Will Smith, and and it's it's Jay. Well, and Jay Jay Dunn. He's not doing anything again after After Earth. Let's Uh, not pretend uh, here. Oh, so yeah. All right. So so what made you you laugh about a black trophy? No, no. So after they beat Pac-Man, they send down a Q-Bert. And then, like, he's like a little adorable shitty little pixel character and they they get him and they're like adam sandler's like okay let's kill him uh, okay that made me smile and then, they didn't, then they didn't kill him but or someone said to kill him <laughs> I'm so- <laughs> see that's well that's that's comedy gold <laughs> that's how hard michael I had- are you sure are you sure you weren't so depressed at this point you would have just laughed at anything uh oh wait wait there is actually one other scene all right, so Peter Dinklage's character is in prison for, uh, like... For using sheet codes. No, I think he was, like, I don't know, stealing credit card information or something. So okay, when, that's when like the president comes to get him out so that he can be part of this anti-video game force, Peter Dinklage insists that part of the terms of his release is that he gets to have a threesome with Serena Williams and Martha Stewart in the, the Lincoln bedroom. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. He's, he's super sleazy, and he... He doesn't do a very good job of it, although he's definitely the best actor in the whole movie. So at, at the end, after they defeat all of the uh, video games, they're on the White House lawn and you know getting their accolades, and he sees Serena Williams up in the up in the window, and he's like, "All right," and then Martha Stewart comes out with a sandwich, and so he runs off to, to bang both of them. Um, so did they get comes like, out with a sandwich? Yeah. Did they did they get the real Serena Williams and Martha Stewart? I'm the wrong guy to ask. I think so, but it, <laughs> they could have been actors. I don't know. I actually do have a follow-up question to my original question. Okay. Does anyone throw a pie? No. that's funny. Yeah, pie, throwing a pie would be funny. Well, no, I'm pretty sure Adam so, Sandler could have a pie thrown at him in a way that wouldn't be funny. So, so tell us about Lady Lisa. Is she an inspiration to girls everywhere? Um, she's got big tits, so yeah, I, I hope so. There you go, girls of America. There's your there's your great inspiration. No, I, I actually watched the the behind the scenes interviews in preparation for this podcast. I didn't give a shit before, and um, I was going to say actress, your your article suggests you know more about this movie than maybe even I do. So so this this woman um, remind me her name, Jared Ashley Benson. Ashley Benson. It was from Pretty Little Liars and Days of Our Lives, and I don't know what else. Spring, um, Spring Breakers? Wasn't she in Spring Breakers? Yeah, yeah, she was in Spring Breakers. And she says in her interview with Adam Sandler, like, oh yeah, this this character, she like she like kicks butt and she's like a superhero and she needs to be an inspiration to girls everywhere. And as far as I know, she doesn't have any lines, is that correct? Uh if she does, they're completely inconsequential. Okay. So any lines she does have are inconsequential and then she gets knocked up. Yeah, I mean, she shows up for like five minutes and fights Newman, and then they fall in love. Of course. So and there you go. That, that's, that's, that's your inspiration to women everywhere. And then she gives birth to a bunch of Cuberts. Fuck. <laughs> Are you serious? Well, okay, so... When, <laughs> this is more than I feel like there's even worth explaining about the movie. <laughs> So after they after they defeat the gigantic Donkey Kong, who's like the last boss. By the way, it has. It, are there any other Nintendo IPs in there? Or is it just Donkey Kong? There's a little Mario. He's running around. That kind of surprised me. How the fuck were they able to get the license to use that? Yeah, because Nintendo's pretty greedy. That boggles know, my it's, mind. It's the Donkey Kong Mario, though. Is he like less valuable? Oh, so it's it's Jumpman. <laughs> is that what it is? That's actually his name is Jumpman. His jump name was Jumpman. I see. All right. So maybe that's it. Maybe they were like, ah, fuck it. He can have Jumpman. <laughs> Let him use Jumpman. All right. So at at the end, after they defeat Donkey Kong, like all the video game monsters go away, including Cubert. Wait, no, except for Cubert, because Cubert was a trophy. But Lady Lisa goes away, and then Newman's all sad because they were in love, and then they were Cubert- in love. 
Yeah, because they... She has no lines, and they were in love. Well, he's a video game nerd, and he gave this weepy speech about finding love, how it is okay no, to kill him it's now. It's just like my love for Hatsune Miku. Right. And then you defeat Donkey Kong, and she disappears. But then Kubert turns into her, and you can bang him. Uh, what? Yeah, that's like... At the end, he's like, everybody's uh, like celebrating, and then they go to Newman, and he's like, it's okay, it's better to have loved and lost, and he starts crying, and then Kubert starts crying, and he just turns into her, and then they get it on. I guess, to be fair, if someone was going to suck your dick, it should be Kubert. Yeah, alright, good point. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I don't know about you guys, but like... This is exhausting. <laughs> well, I, 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 I left I the theater thought questions. I thought I was going to have all this great material to yell at. Like I just feel like angry and confused. <laughs> I feel like I'm an Alzheimer's victim <laughs> who's just like can, can mad ask, about something he can't remember. Why was Donkey Kong the final boss? Why him? Uh, because Tyrion beat Adam Sandler at Donkey Kong in the video game championship. Oh, oh it's symbolic. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, him how clever. overcoming. How, how clever. How nice and fun and great. Ugh. Ugh. Does anyone die? <laughs> Are there any stakes of any kind within this movie? Well, if they don't kill Donkey Kong, the whole world will be destroyed. But now that I think about it, I don't know if anybody dies. Like, it'll turn them into pixels and, like, beam them up to their ship or some shit, but... So it's not even, like, a proper disaster movie. No, no, I think everything is just fine at the end. Well, because you still got it. You want the kids to be able to see it, you know? And then after they rescue the black guy, he goes to the president. He's like, you're my second favorite president. Obama's still my main man. Does he, re- uh, does he really say that? Yeah, that's oh it. God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. So you're recommending the movie then. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't even feel like I have a like newfound appreciation on life. I just... Want everything to die and be gray. All right, no hyperbole. No no hyperbole here. I want you mm-hmm. to genuinely answer a question for me. Please. Okay? If I bought Pixels on DVD mm-hmm. and I held you at gunpoint and I said, you have to watch this in as many, basically as many times as it takes to fill a 24-hour period, back-to-back, bathroom breaks only, mm-hmm. or you can eat this piece of poop that came from my dog... And then just be done with it. Which one would you do? You've got tiny dogs. They are small dogs. I don't know. I feel like the feces, it's, it's going to be worse for that moment where I'm eating it. But it's going to be a lot quicker. And then your day is going to move on. Right. <laughs> I mean, poop just it was See, poop. It's just going to come back out again as poop, so, you know. The thing is, a lot more people are into scat than they are Adam Sandler movies. At this point, probably. Like, if you came to me and it's like, hey, do you want to go watch a 100-minute scatological film or fucking Hotel Transylvania 2? Put on the shit flicks. I'm so sorry. (laughs) here's, here's, Here's one last point I wanted to make. So, it's a bunch of fucking video game references from, like, the the mid-90s, or the mid-80s. And it's just, it's a little bit before my time. But I figured this is what our parents have to live with like every day. Every time that like a song comes on that was like the soundtrack to their youth and it's selling like diapers and crackers and minivans. Like they that just has to be that lame sadness they must feel every time they see that. Well, and that was and for us. here's the thing. Here's the thing I was thinking about nostalgia in in my terrible Tuesday. Right. And it's it's. You know, nostalgia can be fun, but it's gotten to the point where people confuse nostalgia for being clever, and it's not the same thing. It's like, yeah, you're you're tapping into something that everyone recognizes and associates with your childhood, uh, and that's all well and good, but that doesn't actually make you an intelligent person. It doesn't make you funnier than the rest of us. It doesn't make you creative. You're just you're able to cite shit. You're basically it sure as hell didn't make you funnier. Are you saying that Ghostbusters with an all-woman cast isn't just funny by default? Um, I, I mean, I guess that they got a good cast. Well, they do. Melissa McCarthy's there. She'll make lots of fat jokes. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I, she's so hilarious every time she makes. I mean, it, it's funny. Like if you, uh, like if you made an elephant into a doctor, because they're going like, to do a bad a, job of it. It's it's the same. It's you know it's the same thing with Elizabeth McCarthy. Elizabeth McCarthy. Oh, she's the funniest woman in the world because she makes fun of her weight, and that's all she makes fun of. And it's actually not funny at all. What if there's uh, a what if there's a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man joke? Uh, oh my God! Let's 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 talk about someone else. You guys went to like a convention or something, right? We did, and uh, I would say that way funnier than pixels. It was probably the highlight of Michael's weekend. I'm guessing. Yeah, you could say that. It would have to be. Um, actually, no. It was uh, it was a pretty good show. I think um, we wrote up an article about it, a little recap, and um, I was a little critical of it. Maybe, maybe actually, in retrospect, maybe a lot of critical of it. I think that the article is probably like 75% negative, maybe. <laughs> Classic Jared. I, um, I don't feel like it's negative to point out the failings. Like that's, They have that's lessons just, to learn. Exactly. That's a fair call. So uh, let, let's talk about the good real quick first. Let's, let's do that. Um, so this is, this is the first annual Salt Lake Gaming Convention. Um, it, and that's just the name of it. There have been gaming conventions in the city before, but they've always been relatively unsuccessful. Uh, the most notable one was probably Geeks, uh, spelled with an X. And uh, that really just, I mean, that name alone kind of tells you everything you need to know about that event. Um, Geeks. And actually, it doesn't. <laughs> so can you please explain it? It's just—it was just like a like a sad PAX. Um, this this is a more ripe time for something like this because the people who they got to show up and who they got to demo games there were largely an indie crowd, and mm. uh, there's actually an indie crowd now. The last time they had Geeks was 2011, and I think that the concept was still a, a little bit more new than it is at this point in time. Um, right. So that that makes a big difference, I think. Uh, and, and so that would be—I would say that that's probably the standout. Uh, the Utah Games Guild, who we uh, had been kind of working with over the last few weeks, they had a, a very large booth at the show, and they had a ton of indie games uh, being being shown. And I think for the most part, I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but like for the most part, I think I, I admittedly thought that there would have to be like something there that wouldn't really be ready to be there. Does that make sense? Like a game that just obviously, you know... Brandon in his house made it and he and he's like yeah it's ready let's take it to the show and it obviously shouldn't be at the show you thought okay, so what, what game are, what game are you getting at <laughs> no 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 I'm saying I don't think there was a game like that oh that's good then I think for the most part everything that was there was was ready to like you want be... you wanted like the slaughtering grounds and there was no slaughtering grounds <laughs> yeah I kind of I kind of did in a way like I, I wanted to see something where like we saw a couple that we that we didn't uh, stop and play or anything just partially because of time and also just because maybe they didn't look like they would be interesting to us. Um, but I didn't see anything where I was like, oh, how'd that get here? <laughs> like, it was it was actually really good. They did a really good job. And, uh, I mean, they they laid out the games correctly. They had uh, one, one title that was a very, like, music-heavy game. And they had it, like, at the end of a row facing outward away from everybody else. So they weren't, like, blasting the booth next to them with music. Like, it was, it was really, it was obvious that they had thought it out. And uh, and done their preparation, and, and it was definitely the most organized part of the show. Conversely, um, a lot of the rest of the show maybe was not quite as organized, and a lot of the failings come with whoever's running the website for the gaming convention. Uh, so this is this is like a, this is a first off convention, right? This is the first time, and I I don't know about all the organizers, but I want to say this is personally their first time doing a convention. Well, it certainly me, feels like it. That might not be right. I don't. I don't know that I'm qualified to say that, but it certainly me, felt like that. Let me tell you this. Um, as a person that you know displayed at conventions for many years, um, there's a chance that when you go back next year, right, and then the year after that, and the year after that one, it will be exactly the same as this <laughs> previous year. I hope not. I, I hope there are a few really simple things that they can do that I yeah, go ahead that us. I really hope they do. Okay, let's let's start with my my list of complaints. Ready? Dun 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 dun. dun. All right. 
Uh, first of all, uh, I think that their biggest issue is uh, the the mishandling of special guests. But let's even go back like a couple steps before that. Um, I reached out to these guys like weeks before the event, maybe even months before the event, and I filled out their contact form and asked them what they were planning to do with press passes because they had nothing on their website relating to it. And um, nobody got back to me. Uh, I waited a week and then I went back and I found the name of the person in charge of exhibits and I emailed her and asked her about it. And she got back to me and asked for some details and I told her a little bit about our site and she's like, okay, I'll get you approved for three passes. And I emailed her back and I said, okay, where do we pick those up? And I heard nothing. And so I gave her until the week of the show and I emailed her one more time just being like, hey, didn't hear back from you on this. Where do we get these? And uh, still nothing. I noticed on their site that they have a press submission now, but it's like the week before the show. Um, anyway, long story short, we go to Will Call. There's nothing there for us. We, we had to like kind of talk them into giving us the badges. Um, so already we're off to maybe a little bit of a, a, a bad start on the organizational front, right? Do, do, you, do, you, have, um, do you guys know the, number, the attendance numbers? Um, they were, they were advertising that they were going to have 25,000 people in attendance. Uh-huh. I, I don't think that they have shared any statistics. Um, 25,000 25, first convention is a very generous estimate. It's pretty lofty. Uh, Comic Con in, in Salt Lake, conversely, um, pulled in a thousand its first year and it actually got like bad enough that they kept having to shut the convention down because the, the conference center wasn't, uh, wasn't actually rated for that many people. Um, and so they, they actually capped Comic Con off at 50,000. So they were basically saying they do half of what Comic Con does. Um, which, which, like you said, I think is probably lofty. I don't know. You, you, Doug, Michael, you were both there. Do you think that they were close to 25,000? I only counted 24,000. I no, it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like yeah. It. Maybe maybe ten if we're being generous. It was hard to tell because the space was way too big. Yeah, that's the problem. Is they rented out the entire convention center when really half would have done just fine. It looked like there were six people in there. So that was the thing. Is like there could have been lots of people. The parking lot was pretty full. Um, but yeah. the problem okay. the problem is that there's just so much space that um it it just didn't quite work. Cosplayers, hot or not? Uh, there were there were hot cosplayers. A couple. Okay, that's probably. There were not hot cosplayers. (laughs) There were there were some not hot hot cosplayers as well. And I saw a man's penis. (laughs) Did you really see a man's penis? Oh, I saw the full outline of that man's penis. Which one? Only the outline. I don't know what he was trying to cosplay as, but (laughs) Jesus, man! (laughs) It was. was Let me tell you this: if it was only the outline, you were lucky. We've. I've seen a lot more than the outline of the penis. Well, he was wearing spandex. I've seen the, I've seen the vulva. I've seen the anus, uh, both male and female, at these conventions. There are people that the male vulva too little, and then there are people (laughs) that wear nothing at all. I've seen, I've seen some really good cosplayers. I will say, if you got like some hot cosplayers at Salt Lake, that's pretty good because I feel like New York uh, is strangely absent of hot cosplayers. Male or female. Yeah, I think I think yeah. we had some some good looking people in costumes. It helps that we have a high ratio of good looking people in Salt Lake. Um, so just by okay. nature of showing up and putting on a costume, there was already a good chance that like you would have nailed it. There was a pretty sweet Legion for Mass Effect. Yeah, that guy, guy or girl, I don't know which, but that that person was uh, was very well put together. So here's here's their other breakdowns. Um, there, there wasn't like a map or anything, uh, and I understand that a little bit just because of the size of the convention, but you know, like you go to PAX and you're going to get a map of the convention center and it's going to show you like here are all the meeting rooms and here's all the booths and like if you want to find electronic arts, this is where you're going to go to go to electronic arts. They didn't really have anything like that, um, and it would have been helpful in at least one sense, which is uh, finding the main theater. Um, Michael and I went the second day and just kind of did a sweep trying to find the main theater on the, on the floor. And like, we found a table off to the side that had two microphones set up and I was like, do you, do you think that's it? And he's like, I really hope not. (laughs) Well, incidentally, uh, it's too bad that wasn't the main theater because it would have been a lot less awkward. Yeah, actually. So the problem is, is that they put the main theater all the way on the other side of the convention center. And I mean, I don't know if you guys have an estimate, but I would say they probably set up what maybe like 
maybe two thousand chairs. No, that's way too high. You think it's a, it's a thousand? It's a thousand chairs. It has to be. Really? Five hundred, maybe. Uh, I'd say somewhere between like five hundred and a thousand. Way I, too many. Okay. So either way, what's the point? They set up a fuck ton of chairs, and then they had a Deus Ex panel where twenty people were there. Um, and so, like, it's this huge space. It's enormous. You could drive a car and do wheelies in in the space. Um, and uh, not wheelies, donuts, whatever. I don't care what you do with your car. That's your business. You could do both in that space. That's how big it was. You could have three cars doing donuts in that space, and it would have been fine. So, so they play the trailer for Deus Ex, and they fuck it up. They only play the bottom of the trailer on the projector. <laughs> Obviously, nobody thought to check the projector beforehand. And then... Nobody announces anything. Just uh, Elias, I can't say his name. The guy who plays Adam Jensen walks up on stage. I don't know if someone told him that he forgot to do up the top three buttons of his shirt, but he walks up on stage. (laughs) He drags the chair across the stage and then sits down on it and just starts talking about Deus Ex. He lets us know how it's not pronounced Deus Ex, so don't be stupid and think that. And uh, he lets us know that he can never say, I didn't ask for this ever again. (laughs) Okay. And then he opens things up to questions. And it's obvious that they want, you know how at a convention when they do the open question stuff, they set up a microphone in the front and everybody goes and lines up at it? Well, there's only 30 people here and nobody wants to walk up to that microphone, but they want to ask questions. So they just start raising their hands and and just shouting the questions at him. And so nobody can hear what anybody's asking, but he just answers the question. Like he doesn't, it's not really his job to repeat the question or anything. So he answered a lot of great questions, uh, but I don't know what they are. I only know what his answers are. <laughs> um, so um, can you tell us anything cool about the SX? Uh, he, it sounds like you might not eat candy bars. Yeah, I was actually pretty excited about that even possible suggestion. Um, he, he just made a little joke about how he thought it was silly how you had to eat candy before you could punch people, and he thinks that that is gone now. Um, but he didn't elaborate any further, and it sounds like he himself wasn't even entirely sure. He said he killed a bunch of civilians. Oh, yeah, he said he played the original and he killed innocent people. See, and well, th- this was a part where, like, because we couldn't hear the question, he just started talking about killing innocent people. <laughs> and so, like, the que- the question could have really been, like, what were you doing last night? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I have no idea. But, yeah, oh, so can you give us any other highlights from, from the convention? I don't, um, so uh, I think Rika Muranaka was probably the most interesting. Um just because, of course, when she got there, everybody wanted to ask her about Konami. That was like the, the second question from the audience, who they actually had mic'd that time. The, f- the first question was whether or not she did the music for Ghost Babble. Yeah, the first question <laughs> the first question was whether or not she did the music for the Game Boy Color Metal Gear Solid. And she's like, no. And his follow-up to that is, oh, do you know who did? <laughs> 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 to which uh to which she said no and like she she makes it pretty clear i think that um she's not a gamer at all and, and she even talks about how like when she was doing the music for metal gear um she didn't even get to play that like she said that she's never played metal gear past the elevator um so she's never played any of them in, in really any capacity she said kojima doesn't come to her and like show her storyboards or assets or anything like that he just comes to her and he's like i want stealth music how the hell do you like do that? How do you? How the, do you... the answer is, and and uh, so she kind of confirmed something that we'd seen reported earlier. The answer is that she makes a shit ton of music, and uh, he picks like one or two out of the shit ton. That's uh, how wasteful. She made it sound. I, I wonder. I wonder why they're they're parting ways with him. She it, made it, it sounds sound... like to make the best is yet to come. You know the the ending theme from the original Metal Gear Solid. It sounds like they took like a two month vacation in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She talked about the recording process for that, and uh, it sounds like they pretty much just went to Ireland and got drunk, and then uh, at the end they made a song. Now, now that makes a lot of sense. That sounds. Let's see, bus is yet to come. At the time I'm playing it, it's Laska. I just defeated a nuclear weapon. It doesn't make any fucking sense, but it sounds like something that you composed in Ireland while drunk. Apparently, the music or the the song is in Gaelic. I, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it would seem. Um, I, I was, 
uh, you know what? Just just go on. Continue. <laughs> so uh, let, let's just talk about like some more organizational stuff here. So first of all, they stuck her in way too big of a theater. They didn't really announce to anybody that it was going on. Um, and if you went onto the website, there they would have like a calendar. Um, but Didn't a they lot misspell of, her name? They misspelled her name and they, they wrote conflicting They destroyed her dates. name. <laughs> they weren't even close. They, it was like, you could have just called her Mr. Kokomoko. <laughs> And it would have been about as good. Like, like they just, they, that's such a huge thing to fuck up. Like, this person who is, I don't want to say, like, crazy famous, but, like, you know, moderately famous. And just by, just by incident, she, happens I mean, she's to be, been, like, a fairly important media figure in the past week or so because of saying Konami, or, uh, fucking Gojima was fired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's been in the news, like, very recently, um... And that's like a Google search to make sure you get her name right. Like, like that's 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 the amount of laziness. That's just someone who threw the page together. Like I said, like, and it's not it's not like minutes. it's not like a typo where like they missed a, a U where it should have been an I or something. It, it's like it, it it's completely wrong. It, they, it's just it's a different name. I should actually probably look it up and see who that is because maybe that's a person. Um, Hold on, I'm checking so, now. And then, and then on top of it, they have all the dates conflicting. So, like, it says that it's one day when in reality it was the other. It it had it had not only the date but also the time wrong. So, I mean, no wonder only thirty people are there. So, August seventh, Friday at four p.m. Rika Muran Khan. <laughs> uh, and so, what did you learn? Did you guys learn anything else like interesting from the panel? From either panel, like I, you know, I if it, that's it, great, I understand your frustrations with the organizational stuff but we're kind of a video game podcast no no no. i i get that but what i'm the problem is is that there wasn't (laughs) it wasn't that interesting okay so first of all (laughs) first of all you can't have like a a panel that is compelling to me with a voice actor because in in like this guy's case he's he's hardly even played the game like he doesn't know he's not sure what's going to be happening with it and so like it's interesting to interview them when the game has come out. And so Rika Muranaka was interesting because she could talk about like Kojima's writing process uh, or, or, or at least like how he worked with her and how he asked her to perform. Um, but, but the Deus Ex panel was almost completely useless because the game's not out and he, and he knows very little about it. Um, he, all he could do was promise that it would be good. <laughs> so it, it sounds like it's going to be good. Um, I you he, heard it here first. He did. He did mention that um, none of the endings from the original are officially canon. Instead, they have kind of blended them together. Uh, so it doesn't. Uh, so it doesn't really matter which one you picked. Well, it didn't matter which one you picked at the time. That's yeah, true too. But yeah, I guess the facility like blows up either way, but you survive it, and um, and then there you are. So. Speaking of games that we know are going to be good. Yeah, lay it on me. What's a game that do, we know is do, good? Do we, do we have time to talk about this? To talk about... Because, you know, I think all three of us watched um, Blizzard's announcement for Legion. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can t- we can talk a little bit about it. Um, before we go, before we leave the, con- the gaming convention, I want to say two things. One is that... I hope it's really good next year. You guys can do it. I believe in you. And you're, and you know, we already know enemy slimes not being invited back. Um, so thanks for having us. And then two was um, <laughs> the other thing that kind of killed me is Sony showed up with Guitar Hero, which I thought was really cool. Um, but they listed it on their website as Rock Band Four, <laughs> and used. Going even going so far, even going so far as to use rock band assets on the site. So like it's got like a rock band photo and everything. And then below it, below it, they write Guitar Hero Four will be at the show. So like like no more than two lines down, they change it to Guitar Hero. And and the kicker is it's not Guitar Hero Four if we're numbering. It's Guitar Hero Seven. So like it just. It couldn't be more fucked up in that regards. It's just so obvious that whoever runs this website has... I, I wonder if maybe, like, contempt for video games and, and the industry. Because everything on there is wrong. 
Um, also, the voice actor for Trevor from GTA was supposed to be there, and he was not there. So, and they still if well, I if, if I went to the website right now, he'd be listed though. That's the thing. I mean, that, that happens. I mean, they voice actors like cancel last minute. Yeah, but it, it kind of for some reason. And and you know, I, I I could see how that's more on the voice actor because I would say from my engagement with a lot of voice actors, they have a disproportionate um, uh, belief in in themselves. I. Th- I just feel like, it's, like it's, it's if you're to reality. In this he, case, it feels more like they did not ask him to be there. <laughs> <laughs> like they just said that he'd be there and then forgot about it. Right. I I don't know. Anyway, let's let's talk about WoW. Uh, WoW. Let's talk about WoW. Uh, so, uh, so I I think if we want to talk about organization I, and and sorry showings first, I just want to talk about. I just want to briefly go over. How absolutely awkward their uh, little press conference was! Like it was just so awkward, and the audience seemed bored the entire time. They they had a um um you know they their camera switcher their their camera producer whatever they are right they had their switchboard for their camera. They would always focus in on like these same three kids in the front row, and these same three kids were like always yawning. And they were always super bored by every announcement. Um, and they announced maybe the one thing that the crowd gets excited for, right? And that's uh, the new class, the Demon Hunter. And um, I, I guess if you're if you're old school Warcraft, you know the Demon Hunter is the class Elodin was. And they basically go out and make themselves part demon so they can sense them and kill them. Um, this is the new hero class for World of Warcraft. Crowd gets really excited about it. Then they have a guy who comes up on stage uh, to talk more about it. And man, he just like derides WoW players everywhere, every chance he gets. It's like, you know, um, he basically tells them you guys are playing the game wrong at every turn. It's like, you know, you guys are bad at PvP. You guys are bad at followers. So we had to change the system because you guys are idiots. And at one point he talks about the appearance changes that you can, you can do to a demon hunters and how you can have tattoos, how you can have not not have tattoos, how you can have horns, you can't have horns. And at that point, he basically calls the audience retarded if they don't want to play with horns. And and to me, that's like just like it was. It, he laughed, right? He had like this huge shit eating grin, um, but no one else found it funny. I I couldn't help but wonder the entire time I was watching that because I I don't give a shit about WoW, but I do give a shit about really awkward uh, presentations, <laughs> and that's what that was. But I couldn't help but wonder the entire time it was happening is nobody really seemed to react to anything except for except for like the double jump. Um, this took place at Gamescom and it was presented in English. Is the problem just that nobody there spoke English? <laughs> you know, I, um, I I don't think so. I think like, wow, uh, like here, here's the wow thing, transcends right? language. It doesn't matter I, that you're German. You know, I, I no, I think that's just the wow audience. I think you know, with with Warlords of Draenor, uh, they promised a lot of sh- like they promised a lot of shit every expansion, right? And the amount of it that they deliver usually reflects on that expansion, right? So, so they announced shit in Burning Crusade and Wrath that they both had to cut, um, but it wasn't like that much. But then they announced shit for Cataclysm that they have to cut like half of it, and it never materializes, and it and it poorly reflects on Cataclysm. So with Draenor. They announced a ton of shit. Um, they cut pretty much half of it. They, they cut pretty much half of it. You know, they're still trying to release some of it in content patches and all that kind of stuff. So they're not. So not only are they not, you know, delivering on half the expansion pack, like they promised a lot of it's coming later on. Are they not only not delivering on it now? They're like, oh, now there's going to be another expansion, and um, some of the shit they were talking about for Drainer, they're not talking about Legion. So it's like, oh, if you want a complete expansion, you need to buy Legion as well. But on top of it. Nothing they're talking about on Legion even sounds that exciting. It just sounds like, you know, rehashes of shit that we've seen elsewhere. Shit that was already in the game that they took out and are putting back in. Um, I, I think a big example of that are, like, class changes. It's some, you know, they've been doing this thing where World of Warcraft, uh, they simplified it. They, like, overbalanced it. They balanced it to the point and simplified it to the point. Everyone literally feels the fucking same. And there's a ton of shit in it that, that just feels flat-out lazy now. Um... Where, you know, it doesn't matter if you play Warlock or Hunter or or Mage. All range classes are basically the same shit now. So one of the features they're talking about 
putting into Legion is that, oh, your class will be important again, and your class will be important to lore, um, and they'll have unique skills, and they'll have, like, a unique story role. But that shit was already in there. That shit was in there since vanilla. You know, like, warlocks and paladins and priests and all of them, they had actually important roles to the story, and they had different story paths to take. And then they took that shit out for no reason, and the crowd's supposed to get really excited because they're giving us something back that we already had. Yeah. Like, I will say, like, some of the changes I think they're making definitely seem pretty big. Like, I guess survival hunters are not going to use guns anymore. They're going to actually be a melee class, which is a pretty big change. Yeah. And it's pretty interesting. Um, I know that I joked um, in the chat that they're only doing this artifact system as an excuse to not make any more weapon models. And that's actually 100% correct. <laughs> You, they said, yeah, basically, this is just the only weapon you'll get the entire expansion. Yeah, I, well, they've already been doing it with armor, right? So why the fuck not? Yeah. You know, like, so. like, like armor, if you want different looking armor, you have to find older armor from older expansion packs in the game. Um, you can forget about your newer armor looking like anything special. Now, I joked um, that Warlords of Draenor looked like Burning Crusade uh, 2. And as I say in my article, I was actually wrong. It was Burning Crusade 2 Part 1, and Legion's going to be Burning Crusade 2 Part 2, because it's all the same basic shit that well, we were doing in like, Burning Crusade. This is like lore from all the expansion packs. Like, the Vicruel are back now? The Vicruel are back, and we're reason? supposed to get excited about that, um, which I'm not. There, it's the Vicruel and the, and the, and the Valkyr, which, if you don't know, they're like this kind of Viking... Um, slash Valkyrie lore that World of Warcraft introduced back in Wrath. And, you know, World of Warcraft, the, the Blizzard does really love doing this thing where uh, they talk about a particular race that we're supposed to get really fucking excited about. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're telling you the story of this race in ways never been before. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's really just like some pathetic excuse because Chris Menton forgot his own lore and rewrote it. It's like, you know... Um, um, they they really exhausted that that Viking lore to death in in Wrath, and there's really nothing else to explore. But now they're talking about bringing it back, like it's supposed to be a good thing. Um, yeah, I, I you know I, I I guess I guess I get what you're saying, Doug, about the class changes. It's just it still seems a little exciting to me. Like discipline priests now, I'm talking about how discipline priests are going to be half damage and, and HP. Yeah half damage, half healing, something like that. And that worries me. That worries me because Discipline Police Priest used to be about, like, damage mitigation and damage prevention. Um, and now they're talking about, like, literally the issue everything. is that they fucked it all up. Like, it was supposed to be that, and they, they can't balance it right, so they just they decided to change it all. Yeah, and, and to me, that, that shows, like, how rigid they are in their thinking. And, and everything is, like, everything these days is, is it either damage, tanking, or healing. Like, when they announced the Demon Hunter class... We've had, what, three, like, two new classes since, since the game released, right? We had Death Knights and we had Monks. Um, and now we're getting deep Demon Hunters. Every single new class they introduce is a fucking tank class. Whether yeah, they're supposed to be or not. Because no one wants to be a tank. <laughs> you know, everything's a tank class. Uh, Death Knights were originally supposed to be an armored DPS, but now they're a tank class. Um, you know, Monks come out and they're tank healer and damage but primarily a tank class now demon hunters come out and they're going to be damaging a tank class and, and to me that just shows that they're incapable of thinking outside the box anymore and you used to have like these hybrid classes um that were really cool and really fun to play and, and bought different things um you know warlock which i like playing you there used to be a thing such as a warlock tank you could you could you could manage your warlock in a certain way that they could kill themselves effectively and that they could tank effectively. Uh, and now that's gone. Everything's just, it's either damage or tanking or healing. And there's like nothing else. There's no middle ground. There's no unique approaches to the class. And that's, that's upsetting because I think that's something, um, you know, it wasn't so uniform before in World of Warcraft. I'm, I'm pretty forgiving. So if they can make me actually want to play my arms warrior, I'll, I'll be happy. I really will. Like, that's all you need. Because they really shit the bed on Warlords of Draenor. I, you know, I had so much fun playing Draenor, and then I, it, it, when I got to level 100, I the think game it's just the like, worst. The game just like, oh, it's shitty now. Yeah, it's like the worst end game of any um, World of Warcraft expansion. Like, it's worse than Cataclysm, and I can't believe it. 
I can't believe how bad it is. And and the design changes they made are just flat out ass backwards. Like they, they just don't make any fucking sense. So, I yeah, don't, World of I, Warcraft. World of Warcraft Still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome to the Enemy Sign Podcast. Where everything you talk about is shitty. Mm, well, I I, I want to reiterate. I like the con. It it had a uh, it had a pretty good. You're, you're you're very bad at at projecting when you like things. Yeah, I know. There were con has potential. There were some exhibitors who who definitely like shouldn't have been there. <laughs> um, like there was a woman who made soap. <laughs> not like not like fun like nerd soap, but just like like artisan soaps. And she's like, "Well, this is a show, and I lo- I want to sell some soap today." So, and you know what? It was working. She was selling soap. So, what the fuck do I know? Honda was there. That's the gamer's choice in cars. Um, Did they at least have like a special modified GTR with like anime characters on it? No, I they think had- it's just a normal Honda Civic. They had an Asian girl <laughs> manning the booth, and I wonder if that was maybe intentional. I mean, you can't Stacey, deny it works. You're Japanese. You go. <laughs> you go to the convention. <laughs> Pretend you're an anime. I'm Thai. Bastard. <laughs> All right. Well, it didn't well, come up because nobody went to their booth. They already they already have put dates on it for next year, so they're clearly planning on doing it again. And I, I really hope that they can get a little more like local support behind them and maybe just kind of clean up the order it seems like this didn't have a ton of ramp up time i don't know when they decided to do it but like the the time that i heard about it to the time that it actually happened didn't seem very long so uh i'm hoping that with a full year of preparation and one under their belt they can really like hit it out of the park and and just uh just uh, blow it away next year so here's to hoping that's the case um I think that, that's pretty much it. So if you uh, if you enjoyed our podcast this week, go subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, go visit our website, enemyslime.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. Um, is Lucio back next week? I'm never clear on what. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I'm going to be gone next week for maybe. sure. So Lu- Lucio might be back next week. Um, and if not, then we'll figure something else out. So... Oh, actually, I might be back. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, there you go. There's a lot of mystery. Who will be here? Who will not be here? <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. Find out next week on the Enemy Slime podcast, episode number 89. Sure to be a delight. Um, Which is no longer double 44, so it's no longer the Bad Luck podcast. Yep. But what Although, do you in a couple of podcasts, I think we're going to have some very choice words for Jarrett. Oh, why? Because you're enjoying your game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been a blast. My my game arrives tomorrow, so you'll see what we're talking I, about in a couple of weeks. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think that I, we've I, all had experiences. I, I'm actually pretty impressed that they came out with a game that was worse than the last one because I didn't think it'd get worse than that. All right, well, it's an even that's an even more tantalizing statement. <laughs> so come, come back in a couple of weeks, and we'll have a real treat for you. And uh, I think with that, we are out. <laughs>